1: Welcome to Orange is the Newcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Netflix's hit show, Orange is the New Black. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me this week is... Cecily. You might notice her from her stellar work on our True Blood Season 7 final season. Stellar work finale. is quite a
0: word for it, but <laughs> we did some things on a couple of podcasts together.
1: And uh, also Season 2 of Orange is the New Black, and also American Horror Story. Four, Or is that 3? 5. 5? Holy shit. I of think. uh american horror story freak show it's the freak show one that's all i know for sure and she's back she's back helping me out tonight uh this tonight we're talking about episode 305 entitled fake it until you fake it some more
0: yep that's the one
1: and this is also known as the one where we get the flack of flashbacks the flackbacks
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good thank you wish i, I thought I, of it
1: I, I noodled on it for a while can you I edit this so i thought of that uh, done. Okay. Uh What What did you think of this episode? I thought it was kind of eh.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it it set up some things to uh, some dominoes to fall over. I always like seeing Flocka, and it's interesting to see her backstory.
1: Yeah, I guess i'm I'm grateful for the fact that it at least kind of sort of rehabilitated Red. You know what I'm saying? Like, did I it? was really worried that she was. Legitimately developing moon eyes for Healy.
0: Oh, yeah, that was scary. This
1: episode, it pretty much seems like that's a naked grab for the kitchen.
0: Yes. Yes. Which,
1: and it does seem like that there might be some cracks forming in the Latina block in the kitchen there, too. Gloria doesn't have uh, unity. Uh-huh. Have total unity and togetherness.
0: No, well, they seem pretty strong together without Flacca. Well, is... Uh, so maybe is... they're even stronger now that the Dissenter is gone.
1: Mm, maybe. Mm, we'll everything see. about that. We'll see how that goes. Um, let's get right into the episode, shall we? We shall. Uh, Pussay is rewriting. She she set a goal for herself of rewriting the entire library, reconstituting it based on nothing but the card catalog description
0: and i want to read those books
1: i think it sounds like pretty good yeah. stuff yeah i mean got it's got a sci-fi a, mind it's at least it's got to be at least as good as 50 shades of gray i mean right
0: i don't think yes it's got to be much better it's got to be like 100 times better than 50 shades of gray in fact i'm offended that you would say that Pusey's work would be that bad
1: as bad as el james <laughs> yes i don't know do you think that's one of the ones that'll have to be rewritten did that make its way into the prison prison library 50 shades
0: we'll have to see twilight <laughs>
1: lord of the rings i'm I'm fascinated yeah I we'll what have they to see have. if
0: any fan fiction makes its way into the prison
1: i mean surely harry potter because they're dropping on those sweet harry potter references they could have yeah. those up on the outside i suppose
0: how hard is it to get books
1: Apparently, pretty hard for this prison because Pussay is rewriting the entire catalog from scratch.
0: Well, I like the way she's wasting her time.
1: Yeah, I mean it's better than uh, maintaining the pub uh, or the hair jungles that <laughs> grow into the lady shower.
0: The hair nests
1: sounds pretty disgusting. Yeah, full of bacteria and spiders. And just that's 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 the season six of American Horror Story. I think. <laughs> Uh, But there's a new rumored job crew with the new prison privatization that's paying a buck an hour.
0: An entire $1 an hour. They're
1: making $0.10 an hour now, so that's some big people money that they're going to be making.
0: It is. Do they get to keep all that money? Is it just like they don't take anything out of that? You get $1 an hour straight to your commissary?
1: I feel like that's the case. Or... Maybe, I mean, if you don't spend in your commissary, I'm sure that you can save that up and they'll write you a check for it when you get out of prison. Yeah. But I also I also bet that you have to pay taxes on it, which is kind of ridiculous. When, when you leave the prison
0: it. or yeah. during when they Although pay Although there's
1: you. no way you'd make enough to actually qualify to pay taxes. You'd get it all back in a refund. Yeah. Plus, you're like a kind of federal employee. I don't know how that all works, honestly. Neither do I. But if you take taxes out of a $0.10 cent an hour paycheck, then that is as close to satanic as i ever want to get to a person. You
0: wouldn't make anything. You no. literally would not you would owe have Oh, the have government, a, money. yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's
1: like the old company stores and the uh the coal mines. So there you go. Uh, you know what? Also Pusey is all about the liquor. It's mm-hmm. it's it's eight o'clock in the morning and she's uh, trying to get her drink on, but it turns out that her stash has been robbed by all of her disgusting prison hooch, which does look pretty damn gross. I mean, every time I've seen it, it looks like it's cornbread and oranges and tampons and week old sweet tea fermenting <laughs> in a tube.
0: I kind of want to try it. Would you try it?
1: Uh, These people
0: drink it willingly. It can't be that bad. But that's
1: because they can't get booze in prison. Like. I don't. know. How do you know. not get booze
0: in prison? Also, side know. note, you get cigarettes hanging from the drain. You've got pounds of hair. Well, not pounds, but you've got heroin in the light fixtures. Someone's got to get some. You real would think cheap that those little, booze. those little
1: tourist bottles, those little like you know wet bar bottles from hotels and airlines, those are yeah. super po- popular because yeah. they're easy to sneak in. Yeah. I was thinking it's like hard to, to hide, you know, liquor because it needs a container and it's large and yeah. But I guess a little tra- trial size wouldn't be so bad. Or
0: you put it in a Ziploc baggie. And then, boom, you can just throw the Ziploc baggie away. Or you just put it in your belly. Or you save the prison food costs or other food supply costs by Uh, reusing baggies. I'm sure they'd let you just bring in liquor whenever you wanted. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, So the inmates are talking about this new job opportunity. The COs are worried about changes with the new management. Uh, They're they're worried about insurance changing Mm -hmm. or just, you know... uh, Lots of concern, and Caputo downplays it all, of course, because hello, people, did you not come through those doors to a a, a paying job? Whereas before is like brush up your resume, Ville.
0: I think Ford should go to work for his niece. I mean, who pays a That's family member fifty dollars? A
1: sucker. I never I've got been that giving kind away
0: of... advice for free. I was
1: lucky if I got a diet Dr Pepper <laughs> out of the deal.
0: Really? Yeah. I have been selling myself way short.
1: <laughs> Would they give you diet Pepsi? <laughs> yes. Sucker.
0: Uh <laughs> Worse. Pepsi Zero. Oh. Oh no, wait, what's it called? Max. Max. Pepsi Max.
1: Uh is hiding that in the cooler because she's sweating from places she didn't even know she had, which is interesting on several levels. Have you
0: ever done that? Have you ever sweat from a place you didn't know you could? No. I've sweat from like the tops of my knees before huh it's a weird but place you knew to you sweat. had tops and knees i didn't know i could sweat there i oh, thought i could, could okay. only sweat from like the underside
1: that makes more sense my
0: knee butt <laughs>
1: that makes more sense no i i'm a i'm a sweater and i've I've been a hairy dude since i've been 16 so, so you've always sweat everywhere. I, I yeah i i planted all the sweat flags that you could plant on all the terrain <laughs> yeah. and it's been conquered the name you of disgust it. the disgustia <laughs> uh anyway uh they're talking about the job opportunity the girls are thinking maybe it's a fire crew a prison run fire department that seems like a great idea what did you think a call was? center
0: what was your first impression about well what i don't want to step be. on
1: the feedbacker because there's a person that it did nails exactly what i thought there that was going to go on okay which i thought Fair was going to be a terrible idea so i was pleasantly surprised that yeah. it was essentially a prison sweatshop mm-hmm. hey brought her back around the sled yeah,
0: there you go that's
1: professional podcasting for you <laughs> uh let's see gloria says hey nobody applies to this job regardless we're going to keep the family together she also scolds norma for trying to bust out on her own and doing the whole eating eggs problem people business <laughs> she's practicing some santeria although she doesn't have a crystal ball uh and uh maria comes over uh, and Flaka, they all come to blows over Flaca's claimed business skills and Maria losing her baby. It's just she's been kind of chippy and on edge, and they get into kind of a nasty fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, which leads us to our first Flacca back. Uh, Flaca sh- back. back. She wants to deal drugs like her boyfriend, who looks like you know one of the uh, Morrissey type fans. Yeah, that we've discussed so many times. It's in, believable. On the show.
0: He looks the older, college age. Sure, he's probably he's
1: slanging on the side, uh, but she wants her own thing. Mm-hmm. She's listening. She's she's heard Beyonce. She knows she's just not going to be satisfied with just taking his table scraps. Mm-hmm. So uh, she then she gets called downstairs. We find her mom's a seamstress, and her mom's got a sweet little scam going where she sews fancy looking. Uh, dresses just out of the magazine and throws on a Calvin Klein label, and boom, big, big money.
0: Smart, smart. Uh, how does this work? I don't know. Is it so that the people I don't who think Miss buy... Rodriguez
1: un- thinks that she's actually buying a Calvin Klein dress, but maybe she does.
0: No, I doubt it, or else she would have just gone to the store and picked one out. She... You haven't paid thousands I think, of dollars. Yeah, I for think it. she ripped the picture out of the magazine and said, I want this. and probably asked for a label so, so that I bet she could the label, show it to her friends yes
1: that's what i was thinking the label is for the admirer of the dress commissioner mm-hmm. not for the dress commissioner herself mm-hmm. okay. you guys are right that seems unless she's running kind of some kind of thing where i work for the calvin klein factory and every once in a while i can stuff one of these in my lunch bag and bring it home
0: interesting i wonder how much she charges for that I don't know. For a knockoff. Cuz like
1: a knockoff handbag is ridiculously cheap. Yeah. When they retail for ridiculously expensive. yeah So like if that's a $3000 dress, I'd figure that she's selling it for like 100 150 yeah. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how much would you pay for just a well-made handmade dress?
0: That's what I was thinking, just like Crafted it from her own hands and And imagination. Yeah. To
1: actually make it worth her while, I don't understand the whole gray market. uh, You know, gray. It seems like if she was
0: just selling her own creation, she can make a pretty good living for herself.
1: She can just get on Etsy, put some birds on it,
0: put some birds, put some
1: embroidered flowers on it, and cut the fingers
0: off everything. There you
1: go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Tear a hole in the sleeve where the thumb can be inserted. (laughs) You got Suzanne as a customer anyway. Uh, You know. Piper is tired of electrical without Nikki, um, which explains maybe why this episode's not so good. We're just we're we're suffering from we're a lack Nikki of Nikki. This. Yeah,
0: everyone's still sad. have and... a Nick,
1: Nikki deficiency. Uh, Red worries that her look is off-putting because you know she's going for the it whole. Is.
0: I free... never understood her look. The way the reason she's got like lines in the middle of her eyelid. Uh-huh. Have you ever noticed that? Oh yeah. Like it's it, the eyeliner doesn't even connect to her eyeball; it's just straight across.
1: It looks like she just stumbled out of a building that got shelled by the Germans in Leningrad.
0: <laughs> she looks or awesome. Stalingrad. Don't I'm not get me sure wrong. Which one was which? It's a very specific look only to red on this TV show, but
1: but it's not some something that you are going to rope a dope like uh, Helian with. Yeah, he's he's a little too marshmallowy. That yeah. that prickly look is just not going to fly with him.
0: Mm-mm. But he already did like her. Uh.
1: He liked her in the sense of a marriage counselor. And yeah, you're right. It he was the, it was the for speech it. she gave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah this sure. is a good man. And sure, because no bleh. one has ever told that to him in his life. So, uh, But anyway, she wants Piper to help soften her. So Piper gives her some beauty tips about maybe not spiking her hair up and maybe smudging her. I, I didn't really understand it. It sounded like gobbledygook to me.
0: It made sense.
1: Flip, flip a benzene, you know, reverse polarity of the deflector shield, that kind of thing. <laughs> um i wish that that they would i wish just for the trekkie inside me i wish they would give her some janeway quips just just some nods just some some subtle nods to her her pivotal role as first female captain on a federation vessel
0: maybe she wants to be known for something else right now well, maybe maybe you should respect this actor's talent. I'm just to saying, do other you can always fall back on the Trek, Trek nerds.
1: The Trek nerds will carry you when all else has failed.
0: You know what? You've got Will Wheaton forever. He will always <laughs> embrace that. So just you have that, and just let's be done with it.
1: All right, all right. Uh, do you know who's p shy? Caputo is shy because he can't go in front of Danny, the new M and C prison that management was. exec. Yes, done I thought totally.
0: it, I thought it was just him being nervous, seeing Danny and just sort of derailed him. And he saw an opportunity to talk to him about business stuff.
1: Mm. I didn't
0: think it was pea shyness.
1: I got pea shy, but you're he, right. He
0: like had his zipper open as he was walking in. It wasn't until he saw who else was in there.
1: Huh? And he took the opportunity to try to get in good. But yeah. it just seems like that Danny. I'm not sure what to think about him because he seems like an idiot. But he just handles Caputo so effortlessly. He
0: does. Caputo's scared of him, and he's nervous, and he's very intimidated by Danny. Danny seems like he's full of shit.
1: He is full of shit. He seems like he has no idea how to do this job. And he talks about their system, but it seems like he has a little practical experience. Because I'm sure there is a way to run some of these systems, but Joe has a lot of good points about... No,
0: I mean, to me, he seems very capable. He seemed like he was really good at managing employer employees mm. handling employees is the mm. word i'm looking for handling in the sense that he's telling caputo what he wants to hear like yeah. i'm really glad you're here i really value your input
1: but I mean, but acting as if all of that is but nice. he's gonna do
0: whatever he wants to do anyway but as long as he's making caputo feel like he's heard yeah that i think that's what he's doing
1: all right. Well, he does have some concerns about the prison economy and then, you know, because it does seem like a bad idea. You're going to have jealousy of people that get getting paid ten times more than the others. and It's going to fuck up mm-hmm. the commissary situation, which all seems like legitimate concerns. And, hey, we need to get the old guard and the new guard together and talk through some of these issues. And Dana's like, you got it, buddy. I'll, I'll get right on that. And we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the new softer red goes to flirt with Healy. And uh, he eats it up and compliments on her on her new lighter, softer look. When Birdie comes in to help, well, she wants help with getting a hole drilled in her desk so she can manage her cord situation. And he stonewalls her and Red's like, for fuck's sake, and tells her who to work with on maintenance. And uh, then they kind of bond over the fact that uh, she's too perky. Mm hmm. And she just butters him up like a Christmas turducken, and then she has a slight misstep with talking about his irritable bowels, irritable, bull, irritable, bull, bull, bull. irritable, irritable bull. bowels, irritable bowels. Uh, you know, it, she's she hasn't flirted in a good long while.
0: This is what made me think that Red was actually flirting with Healy is the way she reacted to saying that thing about the irritable bowels, like a like she had made a bad joke on a first date. And I thought that was you're uh, right. It did play that way, like kind of a vulnerability in Red that convinced me that she was looking to actually replace her husband.
1: Uh huh. But it was more like, damn it, I missed the, my missed my opportunity to ingratiate myself to this.
0: Yeah, man. like I was playing him so well with the miss button and all of that, and then she made the poop joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Gloria is pissed that Norma's still stealing eggs. She's like, "Look, I helped you out this V thing, but Santorini is serious shit." Uh, and also I didn't give you permission to kind of start your own magic family. So she repossesses all of her voodoo shit. and but then lets
0: her keep the honey. Cause
1: Gloria just focuses her on those sad, sad puppy dog eyes. And mm-hmm. what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Rub those puppy dog eyes and its honey? Mm-hmm. No.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Um, but Can't yeah, do. Norma's got some layers to her. Like an onion? Like an, like an onion or an <laughs> ogre. Uh, do you know what Flack has got?
0: What does she Flack got? Flack has
1: got aspirations, and she's talking to uh, Mar- what is her name? Mar- I call her Marzipan. Oh, uh, Maritza. Maritza. There you go. Uh, she's talking to Maritza about like you know how she wants to get out of here, and she's got other things to do. And uh, you can tell that Maritza's core feeling is that she thinks that Flack is going to be better than her, and she's like, yeah, I wear the apron, uh, the kitchen apron, ironically. Mm-hmm. Which what the hell does that even That's mean? Hilarious. <laughs> i mean i just wear this ironically i just
0: want you to know that i'm doing this podcast with orange is the new black with you but i'm really doing it ironically oh
1: i had no doubt <laughs> i had no doubt uh but this leads us to another flakback.
0: it's back. It's, uh, cute. it's cute it's cute it's kind of like growing up yeah it's like we could be together forever just kind of messing around in the kitchen or one of us could decide that we actually want to do something and granted, it is prison, but I mean, I'm pretty sure all teenagers have this feeling when they graduate from high school.
1: Sure. Uh, Flack's aspiration we see in her Flackback is that she's selling fake acid. Genius. And the teens come up and say that they've seen aliens and leprechauns and shit like that tripping on her fake designer acid, which I guess this is the equivalent of teenagers smoking oregano or pencil <laughs> shavings because they don't know any better yeah. and saying how fucking wasted they are. Yep. Um, it seems like it'd be hard to pull on a whole high school if you're selling out like all your blotter sheets and all that, but, you know, whatever. But she's got – that's the thing. She's really thought this thing through, this scam, and she's got an answer for everything,
0: it seems like. For a second there, I thought that they were going to go with there was something in the ink that was actually getting these kids Ah. high or something like that. Like she was accidentally selling something that was really messing with people's minds.
1: That would be cool, and it also quieted my nitpicker because I'm not sure i buy the legal situation here.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't real drugs, then wouldn't it be a lesser charge just for I mean, I, I, the kid
1: dying is a hell of a thing. But on the other hand, if they cannot prove that she actually sold real drugs, the worst they can bust her on and, is like a is, is a, what some kind of simple fraud
0: and not not even be,
1: interstate fraud, just simple fraud.
0: Yeah, not to be cynical or anything, uh-huh. but the kid when they first approached her, you could they talked about how the kid did have a history of depression. Yeah, so. I'm just saying, if you had a good lawyer, it's not that hard to talk yourself out of. But then again.
1: She probably didn't have a good lawyer.
0: Her mom is undercharging for those Calvin Klein dresses.
1: Yep. Yeah. Plus, she doesn't want that heat. She yeah. doesn't want any 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 bright lights of anything shined on her knockoff Calvin Klein business. Mm-mm. Hell no. Mm-mm. Anyway, uh, Caesar comes to visit Daya and he says, hey, I can't find I can't find him. He's gone. He's abandoned his house. There's a grenade mug on the kitchen. I thought it was pretty cool. So I kept it for you, but probably secretly for himself. Seems like he's the kind of guy they'll forget to mention that when she's, you know, he's yeah, someone
0: who's telling a really cool story in the middle and then they realize they weren't supposed to tell you that. Oh, exactly. So oh, I got it for you.
1: <laughs> because because you wouldn't want
0: that, but I'll hold on to it until you're out.
1: Yeah, and he says, hey, you're better off. He just had the one leg, losing fucking body parts. That's some irresponsible shit. It's
0: very irresponsible parenting. And
1: we see, kind of like we debated about whether he was a good dad or not, but it seems like his philosophy is you don't split. You don't leave. It's your job to stick around. You can be a miserable human being. You can be a philanderer and all that shit, but you stay around. He says, even your piece of shit loser father stuck around till you were two. Um, and then she mentions casually that he can take the baby while she's in prison. He kind of freaks out, but like in a single breath and a single unbroken sentence, he comes back around to, "Yeah, I guess we can make this work out." one uh, of Daya's little sisters who's in junior high is sounds like she's going to have to drop out of school to take care of the baby, but that's his solution to it. That's
0: so. such a that's so much to ask someone to do for you. do do yeah. you think?
1: No, oh, to- and she's not down for it, but like you can I mean, there's a reason why this family is dysfunctional yeah. and is generating criminal intergenerational criminals because they are not getting the education and the stable home life they need to to flourish and, and and find out what they what they what they really can be and be productive to society.
0: How many kids that Cesar has are his?
1: I don't know because are
0: any of them his
1: because the other thing is someone mentioned that Daya was his daughter. No. But I thought
0: no. She's... This is a
1: hazy season one memory. But I thought that when Alita got
0: Alita, n- Alita yeah.
1: got nicked, that he was fucking her. But it could have been some other dude.
0: Daya yeah. and Cesar. Yeah, I thought that was the implication too. Or maybe there was just some flirting. I thought they
1: actually just sh- showed it, like they I thought were together. It was
0: just some flirting, and she was working for him, which is something her mother did not want to happen. That you know, she, oh, she's of course it doing too. it in her underwear, so there that was, was some three- flirtation involved. Right. That was maybe
1: I don't know. But I thought it was. I need to go back and watch season one when this is But all they over. showed
0: his her father, not this season. Mm-hmm. And he says here, your dad left when you were two.
1: Sure. So oh. not someone we've ever met or Okay, well. you're right. So it can't be his daughter. Right. So that I mean, that means there's at least there's, there's at least it's one a, other mother and another father, and
0: he referred to Christina as her little sister. Mm-hmm. So I feel like
1: all the girls younger than Daya are, well, I mean they're at least their half sisters.
0: And the tiny little baby—that's
1: that's the young—that's the new side piece of bacon he picked up. That's her baby. Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure.
0: I thought it was. He says the I'm first... a dad
1: that I'm a dad now, and that's oh, the so side. Be... Yeah.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I don't know if this makes a difference in trying to figure out the family tree of the situation, but. Maybe
0: there's other people wondering and screaming at the microphone or screaming at their radios. Uh,
1: He does mention that, you know, maybe Bennett did love you, but love ain't stronger than debil. And I looked it up, and apparently this is a slur that kind of means the same as the R word. Um,
0: What's the R word?
1: uh, it, It. mentally Uh, mentally deficient. yes um but in like a lot of different slavic languages it means stupid or slow and then in spanish apparently it means slow or weak stemming from the latin debilis which means feeble or weak which probably got debilitated on other stuff but anyway um he's essentially saying love isn't isn't stronger than being stupid and Hmm. i guess all men are stupid that's the implication of that is it i don't know I mean, would you? I I don't think he would accept himself from that, or maybe he would. He's not the kind of guy's like everybody but me. Yeah, because I, I take care of my shit. Look, I'm still around with all my kids, and they drive me crazy. Yeah,
0: he's saying it's the expected thing for a man to not leave a woman with a baby.
1: It's the bare minimum
0: for at least two years. Yeah, for at least <laughs> even a
1: piece of shit will put in two years and nine months.
0: Yeah, so no, I don't think he's saying that's a generality about men in general. It's just Bennett is W. Mm. All
1: right. Anyway, Flocka shows up to testing day and she thought it was going to be all interviews and roses and she can just impress people with her mad fashion and people skills. But no, it's a standardized test. And that apparently is Flocka's kryptonite (laughs) uh, because she just freaks the fuck out. In fact, I'm just going to cut right to it. She gets thrown out. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell snatches up her survey and sends her on her way. Um, Which, again, it just seems like it's not... It's a personality test. It's one of those things that's kind of like... Tells you whether you're an ENTJ or an yeah. EMT yeah. or a BLT <laughs> or, you know, a crusader or a helper or a fucking subservient piece of shit. I mean, these personality tests, I think they're fun and they're yeah. interesting, but uh-huh. they're about as useful as a Facebook, which Muppet are you, from the Muppet show. Oh, no,
0: you think so?
1: For predict, Yeah, for predicting of, like, what you're going to get out of people. I
0: mean, I don't know. I took a class in middle school. uh- uh-huh uh junior high and those that class was the most educational thing i've ever taken
1: you peaked in junior high huh
0: yes that (laughs) is exactly what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) anyway this class was super educational and we did a bunch of those tests and i learned a lot about myself Mm. and what i should do as a profession Mm. i didn't do any of those things ah, but i did learn a lot about myself and the world in general did you? I did. Okay.
1: All right. I'm not going to fight because I have to look you. are going to fight
0: me over saying that I got no. something out of one class no, no, in my exactly 12 years going to That you are school.
1: out clearly outlying why that's a stupid proposition and why I would never, ever do that. My God. Am, am, I, am I debil or what? Come on now. <laughs> yep. What am I, an asshole? Yes, you are. Uh... Anyway, uh, there's a couple things I thought those was funny about Angie and Leanne making an either-or pack. Like, we either both make it or none of us does. Did either of them get in? Well, that's the thing. I was really expecting one of them to get in and then it to did turn on the in a yeah. minute. In a minute. <laughs> I'm really surprised they didn't go there. Yeah. I enjoyed Suzanne pondering out loud that I spend most of my time trying to understand things, which gave me a really how-am-I-not-myself from my Heart Huckabee's <laughs> moment.
0: What were they trying to get at, though? What do you mean? I'm joking. Oh, It was a bad joke. (laughs) Okay.
1: Is it still too late to fight you about your junior high experiences? Because I feel like you just opened the door.
0: You know, we've got an interesting piece of feedback about that.
1: Oh, have we? Yeah, it's
0: this finger right here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Late submission. I didn't see that in the mailbag. Glad you brought it out for us. Uh, Anyway, we have another flack back. Uh, this time, a guy is spouting a whole bunch of stuff about uh, ancient history, and he's flunking out of school or some and bol- Western, stuff. Civ. Western Civ. Western Civ—that's what it was. Western Civ five. I this guy could. This choice. guy could
0: have used a more self-educational class in high school. Probably,
1: huh. if he had known, you know, what he's going to do in life, and not to stress about it was Western Civ, he might he not have BLT taken a header. Or
0: an LGBT. Or that's a...
1: true. He might not have taken a header off of the high school.
0: But he did so. He did, See, and it happens. horrifies
1: uh, it horrifies Flaca. And apparently, he's we understand that the, he's doing this under the influence of Flaca's quote unquote acid. Uh, then we have a scene of Red and Yoga Jones planting crops for Reds crop industry that she's got going out in the, the 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 greenhouse now that she doesn't have the tunnel to run
0: very small garden it is
1: and healy comes in chiding him about growing wacky tobacky and how he was abandoned as a child of 10 in the middle of woodstock and how it was such a terror and i i i assume that for chubby little healy boy woodstock at 10 years old would be a bad bad trip
0: it sounds like healy's entire childhood was a bad bad trip
1: right which i feel like should provide me a little nuance or understanding of him but it still hasn't right still hasn't still nope. think he is uh pretty terrible I don't um think and I... he's very good at making yoga jones super super uncomfortable because she sees what's going on here yeah and she feels like she just smothered in whipped cream and she can't get away
0: you know i remember kelly talking about in your previous podcast talking about character assassination on assassination Uh on the part of uh cohen Cohen. right i don't think that there's anything you can do to redeem healy for me like he
1: saves a whole factory of kittens from a kitten fire
0: i still hope the kittens claw him to death on their way out
1: <laughs> Get into sheer panic yeah all right
0: i mean do you think that he could ever be brought back or I, redeemed no
1: because he's just first two seasons in a row he was truly awful mm-hmm. and he was truly awful to be uh, uh in this season and just the fact that he's warming up to a woman who again is a convict and if they have any kind of relationship, it's it's a statutory rape situation. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is softening up to a woman who is obviously blowing smoke up his ass. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't redeem him. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Gingy.
0: I just want to feel you out about Shouldn't that. Shouldn't
1: assassinate his character so hard. <laughs> it's it's You went overboard. You went the full, full, you know, Bay of Pigs Kennedy assassination package. <laughs> and it's not working out for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, uh, Black Cindy is taking up running because she's trying to get right with her mind and body. Kind of, sort of. I mean, I'm not sure why she started running. I thought maybe it was somehow to prep or to, to do a good job on this, on this job interview, but that was last seen. So why is she running just for health?
0: I think we're just seeing a character growth in black Cindy. Mm. It's a
1: sugar to make this spoonful of medicine. We're going to get with Alex and Piper go down.
0: It's kind of spontaneous, but I think it's stair stepping. You know, first she wants to run for whatever reasons. Mm. She's already plucking her chin hairs, mm, and that's true, she wants to get a better job. Yeah, people got aspirations in, in, prison. in that's, prison. That's
1: true. That's true. It's not just the flakas of the world. Uh, but yeah, Alex and Piper talk about that. Alex is worried about this ethnic prisoner, who she thinks is the Jasmine type.
0: Let's call her Princess Jasmine.
1: Yeah, Princess Jasmine. She's worried about Princess Jasmine because, uh, of course, Kubra has sent her there to kill her, and she's giving her stink eye, and she's super paranoid. And I'm, I don't got anything more to say
0: because Princess Jasmine sat next to her while she took her test, and also and that she was followed also, her onto the
1: track. Yeah, and she's also looking at her for her looking at her. So
0: yeah, it's... whatever,
1: Alex. Whatever. Uh Soso wants some uh, help from this magic Norma business. And she quickly learns that Norma's magic is this that she shuts up and listens, which is rare in this in this community.
0: It's rare for a lot of people.
1: True, rare for me. Yeah. Uh, Soso has no friends, and I guess we're supposed to feel sorry for her, but she's violently off-putting.
0: She can't relate to people. That's why she doesn't have friends. Also, she surrounds herself with a bunch of idiots.
1: Yeah, like her, the people that she had these shallow what she thought was meaningful experiences with she is now turned off in the same way that the prisoners are turned off by her
0: and she's blaming other people, which is a core problem.
1: Yeah. Uh, next scene is, uh, Leanne and Angie there to collect some hooch, I think. And uh from, from Pousset and she's begging off about why it's gonna take her a little bit longer because she's had this supply problem. I
0: think they're just helping her make it. I I don't think they well, they're also how wanting, long it was gonna take. They're though.
1: wanting her secret their secret ingredient, <laughs> which Pousse is like very violently opposed to giving out. Uh Leanne speaks German. hmm I'm I'm sure that will be important through the plot later. She
0: also speaks in character not character, animal mashup names. <laughs> Squacoon. Yes,
1: the squacoon. <laughs> that's what this title episode should have been titled, squacoon. Uh that's better than this. What is squacoon and then Racwarl. I don't like the <laughs> Racwarl. <I like laughs> it the just squakoon. rolls off
0: your tongue somehow. quarrel I like mm. Squacoon better though.
1: In it. Yeah. yeah I like Squacoon. It sounds a little a little more wacky, a little bit more fun. <laughs> Uh, There's a dead squirrel in the tree, which I took to mean that the squirrels are actually, in fact, getting into her hooch and getting alcohol poisoning. I was shocked that this was actually a tasty scheme to keep Poussey from drinking herself to death, I guess. What is
0: she doing with all of it? (sighs) You know. Pouring it out? Down the drain? That's horrible.
1: Here's the thing, like, except when Pousse's life was really bad when she's getting beat down by girls and, Mm -hmm. you know, being alienated from her friends. I never, I I take it as gospel that she does have a drinking problem, but she never seemed like she really did have a drinking problem. Yeah. And now she's worried about who and who seems like she's, I don't know, dealing with all this in a healthy way. Like me. I
0: feel like
1: I felt like this kind of came out of nowhere.
0: I feel like in media, you always see drug and drinking problems when they're bad. Like uh, you see if not, that. It's
1: like, you know, a person has a beer. It's so not what? a
0: problem. Wait, what do you mean you're addicted to meth? Your Teeth are fine. Yeah. Uh it's. I think Tasty's a good friend for recognizing the problem before it's like, before it just debilitates your life. Even though she is in prison, and yeah. that's a perfectly legitimate reason to stay drunk. Tasty's being a good friend, sure. but she's not being the friend that uh, Pussi needs. I think I got
1: the best job in the world, and I get drunk every day. I mean, it's just you know something that you can do. I don't have a problem. I can stop any time.
0: But you do it with your it's BFF just not
1: tomorrow. What?
0: But you do it with your BFF. So well, that makes things alone. different.
1: Unless the Lord counts,
0: do we need to talk about this?
1: <laughs> not on air. No, I can stop anytime. It just won't be tomorrow, or the next week, or <laughs> July. Okay, maybe August. We'll see. That's my can't be August. You that's my birthday You can't drink month. on your birthday. Ah, uh, yeah. So no, maybe September. Maybe September. But
0: that's Labor Day.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, Labor, and then October is my son's birthday. That's Halloween, too. and then you got Thanksgiving. Oh,
0: I've got you. Got to February.
1: February. God damn it. March. St. Patrick's Day. All right. All right. Maybe April. We'll see how April goes. We'll see if April can be my liver month. All
0: right. All right.
1: We'll see. see. Uh, Daya meets with Mrs. Pornstash, and Daya says, You can have it being the baby inside her. And I guess I'm getting this big guilt complex from Mrs. Pornstash because she raised a bad kid who was just a bad seed. And I guess she sees. Her helping her grandbaby as a way to kind of atone for the mistake, which is porn stash. Mm-hmm. But she wants and, and I, the thing is, is Dia is like, I get it. You can have you can have it. The reason she's pushing is because she's afraid she'll change her mind. And we learned that Dia can't sign paperwork before the baby's actually born, mm-hmm. which means we'll probably get a lot of episodes of this back and forth. Can't wait. Me neither. Because, you know, Dia <laughs> is my favorite. Right behind Alex and Piper at this point.
0: I love uh Mary Steinbergen. Is that what it her She's name? She's good.
1: She's good. She's better and justified.
0: Also, can I just point something out? Yeah. What because I'm want to do this. Do it. Uh her jewelry throughout this entire season is on fleek. It all coordinates. Ah. She's wearing all this natural stone jewelry, but it's not the same pieces. It's always like a different bracelet, earrings, necklace, but it's all the same sort of theme. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, apparently she's super rich. If anyone
0: knows where to buy coordinating jewelry in that many different shapes, sizes, and colors, (laughs) 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 in specifically to Aaron.
1: At orange at (laughs) baldmove.com.
0: But I just thought it was a nice, I don't know visual of her character that she's that her together. life is so neat and orderly. Yeah, that even her jewelry matches when it doesn't. Mm. I don't know.
1: Uh so the new work orders are released on the bulletin board and Black Cindy and Janae got the nod and Piper. Uh Suzanne is all pissed that she didn't get it and she starts doing her <laughs> head slapping thing and Tasty comes over to smooth things over.
0: Like Black Cindy's line. Of course, fucking Chapman got it. Yeah, right,
1: right. <laughs> like they all just assumed. Yeah. Uh, Flaca got it too, even though she completely flamed out of the test, and we're already like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, what is going on with her? We don't have to wait long to find out. No, uh, Alex is still stressing about Princess Jasmine. Piper teases her that maybe she's the girl on the inside because of a lot of stupid tinfoil type reasons, and and Alex just fucking goes ballistics and says, "You have to tell me." And Piper, to her credit, calls her out on the ridiculousness of like, "Oh, you want me to promise you that I'm not here to kill you?" But what
0: if the season ends with Piper actually being the one who was sent to kill Alex?
1: Is it a murder suicide? Because yes, yes, I want uh, that's.
0: I think I, uh, you my know, body what? Is I would ready. I think I would buy back into Piper's character if she did that.
1: She did some like gangster shit.
0: Yeah, if she. Well, she didn't get out, but she was contacted. She's still super pissed. Pix- super pissed at Alex. For oh, she's for been rope her, her this whole time. Yeah. So I she, sh- she's gonna that. shank Alex and then she's gonna go out and she's gonna be the big time drug dealer that Alex was. Yeah. And just kind of embrace her badness. You know she's this waspy person who's pretending to be this good girl who does yeah. nothing wrong. So I think her embracing that by the end of the series. Uh, That'd be interesting.
1: I know Kelly and Tom had this meme on Downton Abbey, their Up years Downstairs podcast. Um During season three and four of Downton, they had the Shank Bates. Shank Bates meme. Yeah. We should get a Shank Alex. Yes. Shank Vaz. I like it. Keep calm and Shank Vaz. <laughs> uh, we'll look for those in the t merch section of the... Well, the, blah, 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 no, no one does that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway... uh yeah, Pousse is now using her stand and deliver contraption that she invented last She's year. Fun!
0: That technology is perfect. She's got nice materials. It's sturdily built.
1: It is super fun peeing and standing up outside where you can just like kind of go crazy with it. Yeah, and then snow. Well, and the one the pleasures alive writing your name in the snow. Uh, never know that feel. Well, you could get the stand and deliver. It looks like you need a black, some black hose, and a bleach bottle. Why's it got to be black? Well, they're. They've, they've got the, the black hose has the sizable girth and length advantage. <laughs> As I mean, did you see that thing swinging down to her knees? It was good. You don't even need to aim. You no. just have to let it dangle and sway. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's why I would recommend the, the, the black hose. Anyway, <laughs> you
0: recommend black hose.
1: I at any time I can in any chance I can I can get. <laughs> uh, so she's doing this to you know, set up. She's setting up traps and she's trying to protect the stash because she's now all in on the um, Chippendale rescue ranger scheme. Uh, The COs are mad because their hours got cut, in some cases by half, which this is this is like their worst fears coming true about this place. What
0: was the point of showing their relationship immediately before their hours getting cut?
1: I think they're trying because up to this point, we haven't really cared about the COs other than just pure comic relief. And I think that Jinji must have felt that to buy... The stakes of the CEOs getting their hours cut—that we need to know them better as people, so we can see that they're they they're buying secondhand couches and they're planning expansions for their houses and they have relationships and this is impacting real people.
0: So why wouldn't they show characters that we can relate to? Because showing Healy and O'Neill and I like O'Neill, female guard Maxwell. No.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. What is her name? I don't know
0: showing them outside of the prison the and their lives yeah. makes me care less. I don't get me it's... wrong, I like o'neill and his lady companion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they... I like
1: them and when they're in the prison doing funny prison stuff. I you're right. I they she did not do a good job of transferring her feelings. Yeah,
0: if you showed Maxwell going home and being a lonely women, woman the same way that Soso is feeling right now, then that's relatable. Hmm. You show me Ford and his family and how much he stresses out. Show him not being able to sleep next to his wife at night. Then you got I wouldn't mind seeing his niece, to...
1: his niece shaking him down for 50 bucks to help out to signing up uh, for his drugs prescriptions online. Yeah. That'd have been fun. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Some of this stuff just didn't quite come together. I just wasn't
0: sure what the point of that was. But
1: uh, there's an amusing scene where we find out that this is all Tasty's plan to destroy Poussey's stash and keep her busy and not drinking um, and Black Cindy says, you got to come clean because it's going to bite you in the ass, which is probably true, and Suzanne worries about uh, Poussey's animal traps being her- humane, and you see Black Cindy's like, oh, yeah, it's like cartoon box with a stick type of deal. Um, I don't know. There's nothing much more to say about that scene. It's actually
0: kind of exactly what it was, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I...
0: Well, she didn't... we don't see her set any traps, no, I but so I either. imagine that Poussey's kind of person who would set Could a be. humane trap like that. Could be, but I
1: bet you get your hands on some rat traps in prison. Easy.
0: She wouldn't do that though. It's poussé.
1: You know, this is her. This is her honey stash. She's going full on militant Winnie the Pooh. Anyway, you know what? Red has an overwhelming need, a drive, a hunger. She's missing the heat that comes from real pashy. Pashy comes from (laughs) real passion. And Healy, a sporting like you know a reasonable chub, is getting excited. uh, But then he realizes.
0: stimulation
1: exactly about this passion this 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 soviet Barris uh <laughs> unleashing her passion on him and he realizes she's talking about the kitchen and that she's been using him this whole time mm-hmm. well, we'll see how that goes because it's not like he's never used her for his own selfish needs before
0: she she made during the course of this argument she made a really cruel job at jimmy's character i think she said i don't want to be wandering around with underwear in my head I don't think it's
1: a cruel jab. It's more like the cautionary, like, I don't want to end up like that.
0: I'm just saying how Jimmy ended up was they dumped her on the side of a street, and now she's wandering around, maybe dead somewhere in the city. Uh-huh. I just think it was too soon for that. Okay. So I you mean, don't want to end up like Jimmy. Yeah. It's awful. She, I mean, Jimmy was
1: her friend. I get it. I get it, but...
0: So this episode's all about bad friends and aspirations.
1: <laughs> I've always been within Red's character because, yeah, like, you know, like she gave the speech about Miss Rosa. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking sin- sin- sin-
0: not over-synthesize. Not fucking
1: over not over do not over this. I've been drinking too much of Poussey's Honey. It's not April yet, people. It's not April yet. Uh, but yeah, no, I I thought it was within her character and I didn't have a problem with it because it's not like Jimmy's a terrible person or, oh, ha-ha, it's Jimmy. It's more like, Shit, I don't want to end up. I got to be stimulated. I got to keep on my mental game. I got to keep this iron sharp up here.
0: I think the difference between making a joke about Jimmy and mm-hmm. sympathizing with Jimmy's plight mm-hmm. is saying that she would wander around with underwear on her head, which is not something that we saw her do. Saying that I'm going to end up wandering in the streets without my mind would be sympathizing. So That's a there. low
1: blow making the, the, the underwear crack.
0: Just saying anything about Jimmy's state of mind, I thought was kind of cruel. Okay, cruel.
1: Uh, Soso tries to bond with Leanne and Angie with disastrous results. First, she tries to ana- uh, Anna, you know, draw an analogy. <laughs> I'm having real trouble here. She tries to draw an analogy between her job as trying to get an RA in college, which you know that she says college, and they're like whatever. And then she talks about. Tries to bond over uh, some woman in Iran or Iraq or maybe Pakistan getting stoned for adultery, <laughs> and the girls are like, "Don't give a shit about that. We like getting stoned." Then she tries to bond with them, which well, she should have started with the marijuana. Let's be honest; she should have started with the wacky tobacco.
0: She never started talking about. Okay, go on, please go on.
1: <laughs> uh, she and she, th- but it's just too late. And then she tries, which I thought was almost an aggressive mood. She tries to relate to them over Walmart. Yeah. And it's so condescending that I don't, I almost feel like it was played like Sosa's, like, well, this isn't working, bitches. So now I'm going to really talk about your people in a very offensive, stupid way. What did you make of that?
0: I thought it was a woman who was trying way too hard to make a connection when there was absolutely nothing there. So she thought. Uh, so she, she thought thinks, the Walmart
1: shit would work.
0: She thinks that these women is white trash, and when you think of white trash, you think of Walmart, and you <laughs> think that they have to always. They have to coincide.
1: Okay. So, I think of everyday low prices. I, when it was, I think of Walmart. I don't know about you.
0: I think I'm white trash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flaka announces to her people at the in the kitchen that she got the job. In I think she was trying to be nice, but Gloria's pissed because she disobeyed her, and also she thought. She's come crawling back, and you know, like she kind of big time, we'll talk about your punishment later. And Flocka's like, actually, you know, I got a different job. And then she allowed Glory to bait her into like making everyone think that she's better than them. And Flacca doesn't know how to like kind of talk her way out of situations. So I she didn't just made think it. that
0: she had any reason to. She had every right to say what she did. No, I she th- came to them and she was being nice and she wanted to be friendly, and she has every right to do whatever right. she wants You're to do. You're right. I'm just saying that Gloria came at her crazy.
1: I agree. But because she doesn't know how to handle that, she ended up being super aggressive in a way that caught the other girls in her collateral damage. Like by the end, she's like, I am better than all you bitches. Fuck off. And that's not what she wanted to come there to do. Yeah, that's right. If she Right
0: before she said nobody, she looked right at Maritza.
1: And, and it really you could tell like she had tears in her eyes. It mm-hmm. hurt poor Marzipan.
0: It hurt me to watch.
1: Uh, so sad. She's 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 my just favorite crushed. duo
0: is breaking up,
1: which that leads us to another wildly popular Uh The cops come to arrest her for drug dealing. and She tries to protest that my drugs were fake and they're like, we don't care because it killed a real kid. And I'm not really sure about the legalities of this, but whatever. This is how she got in prison and.
0: I need you to know. see warrants. I yeah. need to call my lawyer. That's the other
1: thing. She should have kept her fucking mouth shut yeah, because yeah. she just gave them their case, yeah. essentially, going out the door. Yup. Fucking, at, you know, don't don't Fucking teenagers don't, don't know to how cops. to get arrested
0: properly. <laughs>
1: don't talk to cops. Ask for a lawyer.
0: Always. Never say the, nothing. The official
1: bald move position. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, what then what we, we see Caputo and Danny... And he's kind of like, hey, I see what your system here with this test is like this kind of crazy. And Danny reveals that they don't even read the results. It's solely there. It's kind of like in the Matrix way. It's there to provide a sense of control over the girls. So they're not mad at them for not getting the job. They're mad at themselves for not having what it takes to cut it, which
0: it's pretty smart
1: well it's also it's a very the, cynical way to prey on girls in a prison system
0: the original equal opportunity employer
1: <laughs> random selection yeah <laughs> rn jesus uh sure what? sure random number generator rn jesus rng rng omg <laughs>
0: uh <laughs> i said the phrase rgn to you earlier and you acted like i didn't know it
1: That's because using the context, I thought you were making some other acronym and also I'm dyslexic and also I'm kind of slow, kind of slow sometimes. Okay,
0: I digressed, but I had to. Sure,
1: sure. Uh, Anyway, this is where
0: I realized that Danny was full of shit because he was saying, you know, I'm really glad to have you, buddy.
1: Oh, yeah. Anytime Uh, your boss is calling you buddy, it's you should realize you're being snowed. You really should.
0: Isn't that kind of effective, though?
1: Yeah, super effective because it's a way to, you know, socially your... engineer a situation where you use people's uh natural inborn genetic coding to play nice and get along against them.
0: Are you saying I'm a sociopath for doing so? <laughs>
1: uh to the extent that you do, maybe there's some socio, maybe there's some path in there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a psychologist. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Caputo's worried that like your system doesn't can't take into account uh, arsonists and dangerous criminals and maybe not give them sharp objects. And Danny's like, you're right. We, just, we. I'm glad we have you here, just like you said. And I think at this stage, Caputo is beginning to realize that he's being manipulated. Yes. He's wearing like, I. I might not quite understand how and why and where, but I'm being had.
0: No, I think that in this moment, he's understanding that these people who are coming in to make changes aren't necessarily making changes for the better Mm. that they're just making changes for their own selfish need. Yeah. With no regard to the prisoners themselves.
1: So the big reveal is that the girls are making panties, designer panties in a, in a, in a prison based sweatshop. And the funny thing is that, you know, this brings it back to the first flock back, where her mom was a seamstress and, she, you know, she intended Flaka to follow that tradition. And now she's here stuck in, stuck in front of the sewing machine and getting paid a dollar an hour for it. And she just can't fucking believe the irony of the universe.
0: <laughs> the universe was really doing it ironically.
1: It turns out she's a TMJ living in a TGIF world. TMJ. Yeah.
0: What's that mean? That's
1: a lockjaw thing people get where their jaws click, and I guess it's excruciating.
0: Doesn't it mean too much jaw?
1: <laughs> too much jaw. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's the episode. Fade to black. Mama said there'll be days like this, and she did. She literally did. She Puff out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: if you uh, would like to send us feedback, you can do so at orange at baldmove.com. We've got a, a two-person mailbag today. Um a short and sweet one and a long and analytical one. I can't wait to hear what you think about them both. Uh, but yeah, you can go to uh, at orange at baldmove.com. Please send in um, the episode number or title in the subject line so I can keep all this straight when I'm compiling feedback. Um, and it'll help me do that. And you can also discuss the stuff on forums at baldmove.com. Forums.baldmove.com. If you go I'm to just... forums at baldmove.com, nothing happens. <laughs> nothing good anyway.
0: You just send us your... Just whatever you're thinking about, send us your favorite color, your shoe size, your best friend,
1: where you can get coordinated jewelry, your, your likes and dislikes, natural stone jewelry.
0: What kind of Disney princess are you, you are on a Facebook?
1: <laughs> or are you a, a what kind of Muppet? We're interested in all those things. Send us all the <laughs> Facebook personality the tests and, and, and send that in <laughs> to us. Uh, we should all take the which orange and new black character we are. We should. Because I will kill myself on air if I get Piper. What and I kinda think I would.
0: Kill yourself on air?
1: No, I think I would get Alex or Nikki. I got. I, I'm, I would. I'm. I'm shooting for Nikki.
0: It's a heroin addiction. I think,
1: and she's all about the pussy,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and funny, and good with electrical things,
0: and stuck in maximum security for the rest of her life.
1: <laughs> you know who's not? Ann LW. She sent us a, a a postcard from the edge. She says, "Maybe I'm insane." But I definitely thought the rumored new job was going to be hiring the selected inmates as replacement assistant COs. It was so suspicious. First, there's a bunch of foreshadowing about how willing the new management company was to make bad decisions. Then there was a personality test as a screener. Then they were cutting the COs to part-time. What better way to make money and what a terrible idea to have just one or two CO supervisors and a bunch of inmate hall monitors to back them up. Besides, that would be a pretty effective system to keep the complaints down, wouldn't it? uh and i was right on your wavelength and i thought that's exactly where things were going with this with this job
0: and i remember you said that while you're watching this episode
1: i mean it sounded like the milgram i think is what it, the stanford prison experiment is like that, that's the i thought that they were going to explore some really dark corners of that the was human gonna condition. be my next
0: question oh well not that specifically but i want to know more about that is that something that people do they actually have
1: i don't think so because it seems like that, that's just not legal the, the, the liability.
0: Well, it's interesting that you and Anne came up with the same sort of idea. Like, maybe this has been done before?
1: Uh, I just think the way she, li- she lined that, that stuff logically, that it seemed like they were building to something like this. That, okay. But no, I don't think there's any real life. The, the Stanford experiment I'm talking about was a psychological test they did, I think, in the 60s, where they took, I think, 20 student volunteers, and they randomly divided them up into prison guards and inmates and they made the prison guards like i they wore like sunglasses and wore like a, a uniform and the prisoners wore like you know jail clothes and the 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 guards were not were not really given any specific tasks other than to like keep them on a particular schedule mm-hmm. and have them do tasks at a certain time and within short order the prison guards turned to like psychopaths And the prison inmates, the fake prison inmates turned, like showed all the classic signs of depression and dehumanization things like that. Now there is a lot of bullshit about this experiment. A -hmm. lot of like things that are dodgy about it, but I buy its general premise that you put people in control uh, and tell them that they are in power and that these people are one down from them. then that bad, really bad things happen from that kind of social dynamic. But yeah, so that's the, you can, it's interesting. There's a, a a nice stepping stone wikipedia article if you just go stanford prison experiment and you can see the 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 good and the bad about it but uh yeah no i I thought that's what it was going to be although i gotta say i don't know how plausible that would be Hmm. because it just seems like there's a lot of problems on the face of it and i kind of like this the sweatshop the sweatshop panty thing i I like that as an angle
0: can i say something that probably everyone is thinking (laughs) Go for it. How is it possible that you can just sell human beings to a company <laughs> to make products for? I mean, you?
1: they've been doing that forever. I mean, like it's prisoners one thing to working have, on like, roads. A and
0: federal institution where you're rehabilitating people, like making
1: license plates or pounding rocks or whatever. Sure,
0: but to then just have a pri- or a prison that's yeah. government run suddenly be bought by a private corporation that can do anything they want with these people's lives.
1: I mean, there's some fucked up shit like that there's like right. prison rodeos where the prisoners are, you know, f- not forced, but they're allowed to compete in very dangerous rodeo type games and people like wager on it and shit. There's prison boxing leagues there. Like even now, there's there's things that the, the prisoners make just for, you know, essentially slave labor. So and then again, like, you know, you got this These the MMC is definitely supposed to be like a C- CCA mm-hmm. type of deal. Um, Where you already have large corporations making money off of imprisoning human beings. So squeezing some extra revenue out of them and giving the prisoners valuable life skills and giving them extra money. I mean, it's one of those things where everybody wins and therefore no one does.
0: It's kind of like flying the Confederate flag outside of a courthouse. Yeah, It's like everyone knows that that's not right. So why are we still doing it? Like sending Nikki to maximum security instead of instead of sending her to rehab where she should That's be going. You know,
1: sometimes I get cynical about this stuff because, like, you know, we just the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage throughout the land, yeah. and I'm super glad about it. Mm-hmm. I, I unironically, but then I see this rebel flag situation. I'm like, oh Jesus, is this going to be the thing that we're supposed to fight about for the next decade? Like, it's
0: already happened once. But
1: what I'm saying is, like, with abortion and gay rights and gun control and now this dan- it's like every time you retire, something am like, okay, now can we fix Social Security? Can we fix the prison industrial complex? Can we talk about the insane war on drugs? Can we talk about a foreign policy? Nope, it's the rebel battle flag. We got to worry about that now. And I'm like, you're right. It's, it seems like it's so obvious That there is a right side and a wrong side and it should just be dealt with and moved on. But no, like I could totally see this being some bullshit culture war that goes on for another 10 years to distract us from other larger societal problems that they can wheel out. Because, you know, it's like uh, I'm going to sound like an insane lunatic, so I'm just going to stop here. No, go for it. But I just feel like, you know, like the rich and powerful, do they care if gays get married or not? I don't think they really do.
0: Depends on what's in it for them, I guess.
1: I mean, but I don't I don't even think the politicians I I classify as rich and powerful because they work for the other rich and powerful people. So, rich and, they don't care about that stuff they care about like labor law and they care about, you know, big issues like foreign policy and wealth redistribution. That stuff we don't get to talk about and have honest conversations, but they'll they'll let us talk about rebel battle flags and gay marriage and abortion till the cows come home because they don't really care. That's like some conspiracy level shit. and I don't really believe it. But goddamn, it seems like it really accurately describes what goes on in this country sometimes.
0: I cannot but agree with you.
1: <sighs> anyway, Emily G wants to talk about an issue that we raised. Uh, Pilani and I raised last podcast. Let's do it, it's- Emily. She says, I want to weigh on the discussion of sexual abuse by male and female authority figures and the similarities and differences between the two. As a feminist, I believe in the definition of feminism, which states that no one should be treated differently just because of their gender. This means accepting that sexism harms men as well as women and trying to identify and change the ways that it does that. I believe a man should be able to discuss his feelings without fearing ridicule. I believe men can be victims of abusive relationships, and I believe that as a woman, if you expect to put the toilet seat down for you, then you should also put it up for him. With all this in mind, I still believe there's a big difference between female and male teachers and guards and authority figures in sexual abuse. For one thing, there's the public humiliation angle. A girl who has sex with, has sex with her male teacher is likely going to be seen as a victim and pitied or seen as a slut and shamed for it. A boy who has sex with a teacher is going to get high fives from all of his buddies and no one is going to pity him or think he did something immoral. The boy can still find the event traumatic, but at least he did sort of leave it behind him where the girl will be reminded everywhere she goes by the looks of sympathy or distaste she gets. Which I, that's a good point that the tra- trauma of the primary infraction is the same, but the secondary trauma that girls go through with the stigma about You know, female sexuality and all that is, you know, again, like I talked about last podcast, guys get high fives. And I wish we had teachers like that when I was from where girls get pity or scorn.
0: And it doesn't even have to be as an extreme example of having sex with a teacher or some sort of authority figure. Yeah, I feel like the same thing applies if you have sex with anybody. Sure. That if but we're talking specifically about how it relates to orange is the new black.
1: Yeah. And like my But yes,
0: I think if someone finds out about a girl a teenage girl having sex with a teenage boy, then those same things are going to play out.
1: Yeah. Uh Emily continues, another thing is the likelihood of a woman using threats or violence or physical intimidation as coercion is significantly less than that of a man. Statistically women tend to use different methods in getting what they want out of people. Those methods may not be the most savory or ethical, but no one has ever been arrested for emotional manipulation. Finally, there's the fact that physical damage is less common in male rape victims, uh, female rapists, than vice versa. In most cases, both male and female victims walk out of the situation with emotional scars, but more often women walk out with actual injuries. I don't know if that's true or not, but it makes sense. You know, the whole average size and strength of a man versus a woman being what they are. Um, She wraps things up by saying, I'm not trying to downplay the trauma of male victims because I do believe that they are victims and their emotions should never be waved away. But I think putting female rapists in the same category as males is ignoring facts and the state of the patriarch we are still living in. So I guess if I can paraphrase Emily, she's saying in a perfect world, we would treat these as identical crimes. But there's rational basis for seeing them as different in the world that we live in. That and makes sense. I guess – you know, that's the classic question is, do you live in the world that you actually live in or do you try to live in the world you want to be in? Do you, do you, do? You, are you are you trying to be the change that you want to see in the world? And that can take you to some dangerous places, I guess. Yeah. It can take you to places where you can actually expose yourself to real, real harm and ridicule and, and all that kind of stuff.
0: Being the change you wish to see in the world. Yes. Yes. It's a very complicated subject. <laughs> Do
1: you have anything else to say on the matter? Because I thought that was uh, essentially the exact same thing I was arguing. Only I, instead of thinking on the spot, she she sat down and wrote an email. Yeah. I should have sat down and wrote an email to myself before the show so I could have really gotten all my feelings out and my <laughs> my thoughts.
0: You got a lot of feels about this. I do. I, I respect do. that, and I think you're valid for having those feelings. because it's like that's
1: the the cognitive dissonance. Like I know it's wrong to think this way. But my gut and my brain are both telling me the same thing, which is like, eh, you know.
0: Yeah, it's true. That uh, I mean, I think in most cases that that's absolutely true. I mean, I'm six foot one. Right. And I can be physically intimidating to a lot of people, but sure. I still feel physically intimidated walking down the street at night by myself. Sure. So I think it's perfectly valid as well. It's as well as it. Being possible that uh women are rapists just as much as men Uh uh-huh not just as much there's a lot more going on by you guys
1: (laughs) yeah i mean that's an interesting thing to talk about too like men that get sexually assaulted and, and raped by women are 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 less likely to view it in that context and lens
0: exactly for the same high school argument that she made exactly earlier
1: so it's like i don't know if that's actually is that you're
0: supposed to be proud men are supposed to be proud of all the sex that they get while women should feel shamed for all sure, of it, sure outside of the holy bonds of marriage
1: anyway thanks emily that was very articulate and uh i think you hit a lot of the nails right on their heads we and appreciate that's all. you <laughs>
0: all that's, you arlene haters there it is say, right in your, your face <laughs> there's your
1: true blood fan service your true blood true fan uh <laughs> Yeah, so thanks for uh, listening to another hour of our Orange is the New Black cast, uh, or an Orange is the New Cast Black, whatever. Uh, if you'd like to send us some more feedback, you can do so at orange at baldmove.com. Again, please remember to put the episode number or title in the subject line, uh, or you can get onto forums and talk with us there at forums.baldmove.com.
0: And you can also send us pictures of your animals.
1: <laughs> sure. Just that
0: out there. Cat pics, dog pics, turtle pics. Love them all. Love them all.
1: Uh, so yeah we'll uh, hear from you yet another time before air the season is over and maybe for the wrap-up cast thanks for joining us again cecily
0: you're so welcome
1: until the next time i'm Aaron.
0: and i'm cecily
1: have a pleasant evening
0: and a wonderful tomorrow